your bench now back the other way. Aho, he scores! Sebastian Aho! What sorcery is that? Superstar. And I don't need to say a word. Welcome to episode 59 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast. Division preview, but as they say en français, sans brillant. We're not with Brian today, but good after you have Mike. Joe. Thank you. Brillant. We do. We do have Joe. We do got Anth. What's up, guys? How you doing today? <laughs> Same old. Joe? I was, I was, I was letting Joe. I was letting Anth. I know. Well, Joe's even closer to being a dad, yeah. so. Are you ready? Joe looks like he's ready to go. Two weeks now, so it's basically any time because it's full term now. So we're on the clock. We got the bags packed, ready for the hospital. <laughs> All right. And I'm doing pretty good. I was just telling you guys about my sleep last night, which wasn't good. So why were you? Why? I hopefully why'd, have an okay episode. Why did you have an awkward sleep last night, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, yeah, like y- yesterday was a hangover day for for Brian and myself. Brian's probably still recovery. Brian's probably still drunk actually right now. Who knows what that guy's doing? <laughs> recovery day. Yeah, yeah, but no, I had a very weird sleep schedule during the day, and it pretty badly affected my sleep last night. But we're okay. All right, we're okay. Well, let's see. We'll see what kind of performance you you put up today. Let's uh, get right into it here. We'll start with the Metro, as I said. And we will start with the Philadelphia Flyers. Giroux stick handling through. Magical move. He scores. Claude Giroux walks through and has tied the game for the Flyers early here in the second period. Oh, my goodness. This is something special. On Philly, they brought in Atkinson and they shipped out Voracek. So uh, one of the big changes in the top nine there. They also have Giroux, who's uh, not a contract year. Couturier, Konechny as your top line. Then you have JVR, Morgan Frost, who's filling in for the injured Kevin Hayes. So there's opportunity there with Morgan, young Morgan Frost. And then Joel Farabee next to them. Atkinson, as I mentioned, right now on the third line. We have a completely revamped and stacked decor. We'll get into them, but Provorov, Ellis, Ristolainen, Yandel, as, as the big four there. And then, of course, on the back end, Carter Hart with Martin Jones, who's trying to get his career back on track. So he goes to a goalie graveyard. That's a lovely place to go. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Philly. So starting with Hayes, he's going to be out around 15 to 20 games. So as I mentioned in the little prelude there, 
opportunity for Morgan Frost, young up and coming prospect, could be worth a snag late in your drafts. Yeah, agreed. I was um, I was gonna say I like this team. Like I like this team a lot, even without Hayes. Uh, Hayes just makes he's gonna make them better when he comes back. But I like Frost. Like I think that he's gonna break out at some point. It might not be this year, but I think it's coming. And I like Fairby as well. And I think that if one of those guys can take a big step, you're going to see this team improve a lot because those guys are going to be key. But yeah, on the whole, I like what they did with their D. I like Ellis. I like Ristolainen. And I just like how those guys, you know, hopefully fit in. But I just like what they, what they bring to the team. And I see them making the playoffs for sure. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? I think one of those, their their biggest improvement was on the blue line. And I 100% agree. I, I, I love what they did on the blue line. And I think that has to play into a little bit what their goaltending was like last year. So they maybe bolster their D and hopefully their diff, their goaltending returns to what it was two years ago with Carter Hart. And I don't mind Jones as the backup. I think Hart's going to get majority of the starts if he's returns to form. Yeah. Up front, the only guy that I'm worried about, and I don't know if I'm just put, uh, pegging him with the Columbus tag i'm not a huge fan of cam atkinson and i don't know how he's gonna fit in with this type of team again i i don't know i'm not 100 percent on him but i think voracek fit that role a little better because he has a little bit of a temper a little bit of a bite to his game i'm not a big fan of atkinson but we'll see how it, how it rolls out i don't but i, I do don't, like philly i don't think they need atkinson to be like a, a big piece I think they just need him to contribute, even like a third-line role, if that's where he ends up. Yeah. I just I don't think they're going to be relying on him. Like, they have they have the pieces, right? Yep. They need they need JVR to – he's not going to have the season he did last year. No. But no. if JVR can continue to, to uh, chip in, even if it's at a, a lesser rate, I just don't think they need him to be – to come in and be a 30-40 goal guy. Right? They, need, they need Connect need to return to what he was, I think, two years ago, right? Yeah. In the COVID in the COVID shortened year, rather than the where he led the team in points. Yeah, they need Giroux to be Giroux. Obviously, they need Couturier. They need a full season of a, a healthy Couturier, and then Atkinson. I think they take twenty goals from him happily. Yeah, on their decor, like who who would you target? Like rank Ellis, Provorov, Yandel, and Risto. It's not easy because I mean Risto, who's the least likely to get any power play time, is a is a blocks and hits machine. Yeah, so that's where his value comes in. It all depends on how they form their power play too. If, like if they're going one D, then he's not he's not touching it. It's gonna be Provorov and probably Yandel. Yeah. So far in camp, I've seen him. I've seen them roll Yandel on the top power play, and I've seen them roll Ellis on the top power play. So they are giving Ellis over over Rasmus. So, personally, like, for me, I think Ellis is the guy that's going to have the big season on the back end. If Well, if he gets that PP1, like, and and even power play time, like, he's going to put up points. And that's going to be huge. But Risto, if they can get him some power play time, he never got credit for what he did in Buffalo, too. Because he was, like you said, a hits and blocks machine. He, he, had, the, he had points, too. It wasn't like... He was a slug that way, but it depends on how they deploy him. He could be a sneaky pick, too. It's probably going to be pretty fluid, that whole situation. Yeah. Because you might see Provorov even, you know, get some looks up there because he's a guy that could take a step this year. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. Like, they're gonna, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Bold prediction on Philadelphia. That's my way. 
I don't know how much of a bold this is, but I think it's it might be a coin flip to me. But Couturier, we talked about him earlier, can't really stay healthy. Yeah. He will average a point per game, which he hasn't done in his career, and lead the team in points for the first time. Hmm. Mike, go ahead. You can take this one first. Um, I am going to say 42% because basically I, I believe that Giroux will be that guy that leads the team in points. But if it's not Giroux, I think it's going to be Couturier. So that's why... I'm in the minority, but I'm I'm up there because if it's not Giroux in a contract year, yeah, I think it'll be Couturier. Yeah, I, I agree with Mike. I'll say forty percent, a little bit higher. Okay. And our consensus pick, including Brian, he was able to do that for us despite being super <laughs> hungover uh, or or inebriated, or, not even or con- or continuing his oh, yeah, angle. He's not hungover, hungover right? Yeah. <laughs> That's tomorrow. He's recovering, and then he's going to keep going. Yeah, he'll be all over for, for next week's episode. <laughs> what a goon. Uh, yeah, Philly, we have them in fifth. So, uh, Anthony had him in, but four of us combined, we have Philly in fifth. Could make which, the playoffs. Which could be in. Yep, could be in. Well, I mean, against, against the Atlantic, it's, it's pro- you're probably looking at four, four per side there. Right? Yeah, most likely. They're definitely going to be in the battle for the uh, for a wild card spot, I think. Oh yeah, they'll they'll be in the next for a playoff spot. I think yeah. so. Anyway, I'm more confident. If than not, you guys. if if not top three in their division, but I, they'll be definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Moving along to the New Jersey Devils. Hughes on the far wall, checked by Rodriguez, but continues on and does so with the puck. Here's Hughes shooting. He scored. Oh, from the angle in tight, Jack. This is an interesting team for me. Top line that we saw last year a lot. Kokonen, Hughes, Serengovic. Had a great rookie season. Um, then Tatar, Heeshear, Brat. Guys worth mentioning in the bottom six. Zaka, who had a good year. Andreas Janssen, who hasn't really found his footing in the NHL, but he's there as well. On defense, Dougie Hamilton. The big acquisition in the offseason. Ty Smith also had a decent rookie year. Uh, Ryan Graves coming over from Colorado. Uh, Severson, who could put up offense, and of course, Subban, who's uh, had a decent preseason so far. In goal, I should say. You mean future Leaf? Future Leaf, yeah. Yeah, Subban's uh, contract here as well. Um, But yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood in net with Jonathan Bernier, who's wasting all of his good saves in the preseason, because if you didn't see the save he made the other night, big save. I have not. Yeah. Neither have I. Well, let's start there. Let's start there in New Jersey. Because uh, as much as we don't want to talk about it, we do have that issue with Mackenzie Blackwood not being vaccinated. Obviously, Bernier is, and he's the backup. So right there, I don't know off my head how many times New Jersey goes to Canada, but those are Blackwood's games. Those are going to be Bernier's. So Bernier's. You're right there, Blackwood's value is a little bit affected because he's not going to get those games. How, how do you guys feel about their goaltending tandem? Like... Like fantasy wise, like I like Blackwood. I, I, yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, like it's hard to it's get just, too excited because the team's not great. The team, that, and that's where I was going. And like you see Bernier in Detroit last year, and you see like Blackwood kind of like his numbers weren't awful, but I mean it's such a team position sometimes, and that team isn't going to be turning that many heads. I don't think. Right. So that's where I think it's going to hurt them the most. If you don't need their goaltending, I wouldn't touch them. But 
you know, you put that tandem, you, you put that tandem on a on a good team, and you're probably pretty happy about it. Exactly. So, like you said, it's a it's a team position a lot of the time. You know, I think for me with with Jersey, we'll get into the players a little bit more, but with Jersey as a whole. It's between like them and Seattle, who we'll get into next episode. But I got Jersey as like they could be a surprise team because I think they have these young guys who are at the point in their careers where it's like he sure could break out. Hughes could break out. And right there, that's one, two down the middle. And, you know, they, they have good wingers. Tatar, he's a good player in the regular season. Will he sure actually play, though? Why is he hurt right now? No, I'm saying that's a, like he can't stay healthy. Oh, right. Yeah. Like he he's had that's has been his MO the last few years. Yeah. There's question marks because they need Sharon Govich to kind of repeat what he's done and they need Hamilton to come over and be a great player that he was in, in Carolina. But another guy worth mentioning we didn't mention is um Holtz, their rookie. Um he's looked good so far in the preseason. If he cracks the lineup, definitely somebody you should be grabbing. Um, in your drafts, in a deeper league, of course, because yeah. he's like a sniper and holds. They'll they'll, they'll yeah. give him every opportunity to take it over because that lineup, there's no like automatics there, so yeah. they'll they'll give him the opportunity to to succeed. I think that's kind of all that needs to be said about New Jersey. Subban, I wouldn't. I know it is a contract year. Well, are you expecting more out of Subban? No. No, I think we know what he is. I don't think he's going to return to what he was. Yeah. But he does he have more than maybe what his last few years have been? I think so, but I, not to the extent of what he was. Right. I don't know. He. I don't think he can do anything to usurp Hamilton off exactly. the top. Yeah. No. No, that's that's Hamilton's. No, that's Hamilton's top, yeah. top yeah. unit. Yeah. No. Okay. Glad we uh, agreed on that. Jersey bold prediction. Jack Hughes reaches superstar status with a 70-point season. 70 points. Okay, I think he doesn't do that this year. I think he does that next year. So I will say there is a 30% chance that that happens. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a little higher. I'm going to say 40%. Because I like Hughes. I I, I think it's, it's coming. Uh, but I think I think I, I think last year he took a big step, like you said. I think it's coming. You see it, and I think he took a big step last year. Yeah, you can tell he's got it. He's got Later the makings on. of a superstar. Absolutely. I just don't love the team. Uh, I think he's still got to get maybe a, a little bigger, a little older, a little bit more experience, whatever it may be. He might follow the same trajectory that Nathan McKinnon had, where he was good, not great, his first three seasons, and then he just took off. And he was going into his third season, so. Yeah, he had 31. He could could go and have a big year, but he had 31 and 56 last year. And I don't know, this might play into it a little bit, but seeing his brother being drafted to the team might give him a little bit more of a jump. I don't Uh, know. Just even though he probably won't make the team, he won't make the team. Not probably, he won't. Uh, It's just maybe, I don't know, give him a little bit more jump. Uh, I'm I'm expecting like 55 points, I'll say, for Hughes. That's what I'm Like, can you imagine. Can you, Mike, Anth, can you imagine if you guys were in the NHL and, and with with Ange too, and Anth, you were on a team that Mike got drafted to, wouldn't you have a little bit more jump in your game? Oh, my God. Even yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> but I mean, so, Mike, Mike and I are so close in age that... I, it's I, one, yeah, it's one I mean, year. If I'm on but, the team and he's just getting drafted, well, what, I'm also he, like 19 years old, so... I know, but Hughes and, Hughes and uh, his brother, what is it, Luke, I think? 
I can't remember. Yeah, Luke. Right? Yeah, I oh, think it was there four um, years there. Yeah, there was what? Well, it's three years, four years, because it would be his rookie year. See, as the two younger years? bro, I can I'll put myself at like Luke Hughes' shoes. Man, I would work my ass off <laughs> for me to get to play with it. Like, I'll work my ass off to make sure that like they think, oh man, maybe we could put him up with Jack. So yeah. And if you were Ange, would you be demanding a trade to New Jersey? <laughs> Ange would for sure. Uh, Ange would for sure. Ange would create the biggest uh, like enemy out of the, out of the market he's like, playing uh, out of the Canucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, uh, consensus pick for New Jersey. We have them seventh in the Metro, uh, so no real big surprise there. Next. Let's go to the Washington Capitals. D rolling now. Ovechkin fires. He scores! Farewell, Phil. Ovechkin moves past the great Esposito. Uh, Washington, honestly, familiar faces just roll over. We have a top line of Ovechkin with Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson. Obviously, all of this is not similar. much. Not much change with this team at all. No, <laughs> Mantha. There's there's one one decent sized change. One full new-ish, full year new-ish with him. Name, full yeah. camp. Newish name. Yeah. So we have Backstrom penciled in. Of course, he's injured with the hip injuries week to week. So we're not expecting him to start the regular season there. No word on who that's going to be. But if you're looking for a little like a deep sleeper, Connor McMichael. Uh, as one of their younger guys, and uh, he's getting a good look at that number two role. So uh, definitely a guy to watch for there. And then TJ Oshie on the wing, and uh, Eller on the third line with Shiri and Sprong. Eller could move up uh, in a in a short-term role if need be. On the back, John Carlson, um, absolute stud. And then uh, the supporting cast there is very familiar. Orlov, Schultz, Kempney. And then the back ends, Samsonov, Vanacek. That did Vanacek get more starts last year? I believe he did. Uh, it was. It was. I know it's. I know it was very even. I'm just gonna pull it up now as we talk about it. Yeah, my biggest uh, injury played many, a factor there too. Yeah, and and uh, the whole COVID shit with Samsonov. Yeah. But, oh um, yeah, because he wasn't mixed in with that group. Yeah, so although I like I do believe that Samsonov is the guy and is going to have the better season, you need to if you have Samsonov in a pool, you you got to grab Vanacek just because he's he's had success. So, yeah, he doubled he doubled them in starts. Samsonov had 18 starts, Vanacek had 36. Yeah, there you go. So, and he was good. So, definitely want to get both of those guys. Another guy, Kuznetsov, absolutely expecting a bounce back out of him. Yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he is in a... No, he's not. Not in a contract year. Samsonov and Vanacek are both uh, RFAs at the end of the year, so that'll be an interesting battle. Oh. Especially but, since yeah, they reacquired Vanacek. A, a bounce back from Kuz as well? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I think last the last last year was all COVID situational, and there was that all issue with that group uh, in Washington. So I think kind of, now that the state's kind of put it behind them, I think there's a bounce back there, and I think with a full camp for Mantha, full training camp, full season with the old with the same team, I think there will be a uh, a bump in his production because you know we saw a little bit of it when he went over to Washington last season. I think with a full camp and a full season with his team, I think there's potential there for a big year for Mantha. 
Yeah, and we just haven't seen Mantha do it yet, right? Like, we've no. always looked at him as a guy who has potential to be, you know, a stud in the league, and he just hasn't done it yet. A lot of it's probably because he's been with Detroit, which, and I mean, does, we'll did see come what with opportunity. Do with a, so. this, will, this, will, this is what we'll see from him with a good team. Like, this could, like, tell us what he is. Mm-hmm. Especially if he gets a start on that top power play unit with Backstrom yeah. out, like... Whoever's in that hole to start the year is uh, really, really exciting and would be a huge value because that power plays money. Yeah. Expect more of the same from this team. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, really. they don't yeah, look exactly. very different and you're just you're going to see them just chug along like they always have. Yes. Ovi's creeping. Creeping uh, to the old 894. Yeah, the record. Yep. That's going to be fascinating to watch over the next few years. That's why we got to hope. Like, we all want to see him do it, correct? Yeah, 100%. I think everyone wants to see him do it because he is, I don't think it's much of an argument. I think he's the best goal scorer of all time. We all need him to score like 50 or close to it this year. If he's going to get there, he needs to have still another big ish year. Yeah, he has to definitely, like, I'm around that 45 mark. Yeah. Right. Because me personally, I think he's gonna play until he breaks it. Like I think even if he's just up there in age, they're just gonna they're gonna his power play role is not gonna change. He could still shoot the puck. His skating might suffer, but oh, it's gonna be fun to watch down the stretch. I've done. Uh, I have like caps projections, and I uh, I have Ovi scoring forty seven with seventy nine points. Yeah, I also have Kuz bouncing back to seventy one points. Uh, Tied with John Carlson for the team, 71 points. And Mantha, what'd you give Mantha? Because I know exactly what I would put him at. I have Mantha at 51. No. I was going to say 57. But yeah. I was going to say 63. Which, Oof, 63 I mean, those, are, those are fairly high because so he, like, yeah. coming into the season, his career high is 48, which, which was in 67 games. So, I mean, and he also had 38 and 43. So, based on those numbers, he's capable of having a, a 70 point year close to it. So really, I guess those numbers aren't too high. I, you know, high fifties, low sixties is attainable. Yeah, full prediction for Washington. I got it. I say Connor McMichael, who hasn't played a game in the league yet, <sighs> makes the team and becomes fantasy relevant. Ooh. Hmm. I am going to say twenty three percent. Do like Connor McMichael. But when Backstrom's come comes back, whenever that may be, I think any value that he had, he will lose it. But like most young guys, I, I don't like you don't really get the peripheral stats from them. Um, otherwise, I'd say for sure, fantasy relevant. So yeah, I'm in the minority I'm, there. Yeah, I'm going a little lower. I'm gonna go 16% for the opposite. Like I for basically the same reason. I think he's gonna. Once Backstrom comes, he's kind of going to be down in the bottom six, maybe the bottom three. And I don't think there's enough opportunity there for him to become fantasy value if that happens. Okay. Little little, little info on Nick Michael, I guess, with just, you know, where he's coming from. He is he was drafted in the first round two years ago, uh, 25th overall. And he put up stud numbers with the Knights in the OHL uh, in his draft year. Or actually, and the, the year after he got team. drafted, and then almost point per game in thirty three games for the Hershey Bears last year. So, yeah, he saw some time in the NHL too. I think last year, a couple games. He played one game. Oh, sorry, he did all the better. Oh, one, just yeah, one. He played just, just the, the one. one. I didn't know he played that one oh, game. Okay. I just see it now. Yeah, I just I thought it was more than one, but 
I thought it was like around five to seven or whatever, but all right. Consensus pick consensus pick for Washington. We have them in second place in the Metro. I agree with that. Who's first? Who's first? You guys got to wait. You guys got to wait to find out who's first. Maybe it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Should have a fun little round table with Pitt. Yeah. Current top line, Gensel, Carter, and Heinen. Second line of Zucker, Zahorna, and Kasperi Kapanen. I don't know why Rust isn't there, but these are all courtesy of Daily Face Off, in case anyone was wondering. And then Simone Rodriguez, and there's Rust. Had to mention Rust because he has been a very good fantasy player for the last few years. Yes, he On has. On D, uh, Letang. And then because Pittsburgh, and you can find this article on uh, Last Word on Sports, but because Pittsburgh hands out hits and blocks and all that, like candy, all of these D are pretty much relevant. John Marino, Matheson, Pedersen, Dumoulin, Latang, especially with Latang's injury history. Yeah, these guys. One of your favorites, Mike. One of your yeah, favorites. These guys are usually picked up during the season because uh, Latang's usually a question mark. In goal, more question marks. Jari and DeSmith. Then, of course, the two names you haven't heard is Crosby and Malkin, who are both nursing injuries. Malkin is expected to be out until at least mid-December, so a couple months. And then Crosby, it's unclear, but maybe a couple weeks. I think at the beginning of September, I think it was the, the first, second week, September 8th or whatever, I think it was, they said minimum six weeks after a wrist surgery, so... He should be coming back like October 20th-ish, so that will be a week or two into the season if everything goes according to plan. Pitt, you know, without the big boys there, they're they're a team that's getting older. They're probably going to get off to a poor start, and they're going to be playing catch-up all year, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think it depends on how much time Sid does miss. If it's only a week, if it's two weeks even, they're missing, what, nine, ten games? It's going to be, I don't think it's that much, but it's going to be, I think the missing of Malkin is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if like Sid getting back up and up to speed and whatever, like obviously it's a risk. So he is skating. It's going to be whatever it's Sid, but it's Malkin's going to be that, that guy that I think they're going to miss. And he's had injury issues his whole career. So, I mean, I think they're kind of used to it, but I don't know that goaltending, they got hit hard in the playoffs with Jari. And I don't know what it's going to, lead up to if the big boys aren't kind of uh, firing on all cylinders and if Carter can carry the load too without (laughs) both of them. (laughs) Gensel and Rust, it's going to be on on the three of them, really. But now that we said they're going to get off to a slow start, they're going to go and start like 6-0-0 or something. (laughs) I know. Yeah, of course. The, the, The thing is, like, okay, like a guy like Gensel, normally, you know, he's a top, I don't know, 20 pick, like automatic Without Crosby and Malkin, even for the top power play, like Gensel's value does take a little bit of a hit, as does everyone. Usually, we talk about when other players are injured, we talk about players, you know, their fantasy value going up. It could be the opposite in, in the unique situation. And this is one of those unique situations where Gensel's good, but I don't think he can carry the play as much as without these big yeah. boys. Yeah. I don't and, know. I, uh, I, I kind of disagree with you guys there. It could be true. Like, he could 
just not have a great season with those guys missing time. But I think Gensel is good enough that he his success isn't tied to theirs. Like, I don't think he needs those think, guys. I you think, don't, I you think, don't think, think his success is tied to Sid? Come on, on the power play is? I mean, it's going to make a difference, but I just think he's that good that it's just not, it's not like you're going to see him start with three points in 10 games. Like, he's going to be relied on, and he is a great player in his own right. Well, the, That's all yeah, I'm saying. So I, I think someone has to score. I don't think, yeah, three points in 10 games might not be re- like realistic. That's, I don't think. Yeah, like, I guess I what I'm saying he's is he's be... not a Zach Hyman, right? Where, no, like, Hyman, yeah, no. need, Hyman put up the points he put up because he was playing with with Matthews and Marner, right? Like I don't think he's the same category. That I that I agree with you. I think he's still a player. I think it's just not what he fantasy-wise, I don't think he will be what he was in the past couple of years because of those two guys missing. He won't be steady. His play will take a hit, but it won't be as bad like you said. Yeah. I do think the biggest beneficiary of all this is is Jeff Carter. Who was really good when he came over from LA? So he was. Yeah, Carter's a guy, but do not overvalue him because of these injuries. Like at the end of the day, even if Malkin comes back in December, like Carter's not going to put up the points he did when he came over at the deadline. Um, he'll be good for the first half of the year, like he's in that role. But I wouldn't expect too too much out of him. Although I do think he has value. I'm wondering if Sullivan does give Kapanen a little bit more of a push because you heard his comments in the preseason that he could possibly be elite. Wow. I don't see Kapanen being elite, but no. I don't know. Maybe with opportunity, he could have some value this year just based on you know Malkin not being there. I know different positions, but at least he's going to get maybe more of opportunity, more ice time they're, without the guys they're there. They're going to need the Zuck. Like Zucker and Kapanen are going to Zucker, need to yeah. be better. And Zucker's capable Those two, of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, at Zucker for sure. He said he was going to shoot more, which is important because he used to be a shooter and a half, but on Pittsburgh, not so much. So I, I think Zucker's going to have a better season. But what's interesting with, with Pittsburgh is that you have Malkin, Rust, Latang, Carter, and Kapanen, who's an RFA, they're all in contract years. So, I mean, based on our uh, consensus pick, you know, we could see this team maybe maybe selling some pieces at the deadline. Who knows? Maybe. So with this team, it's it's so hard to place them in a tough division. It's like it, it's just a team of what ifs. They can finish yeah. any, literally anywhere. In this they could finish in second. Yeah, any, I think it's I think yeah, the, the exactly. likely, anywhere from second to sixth. I would say like that's they're gonna yeah. fit somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Question marks. What are you gonna get from Jari? You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Bold prediction. For the first time <laughs> since coming into the leagues in 05, someone other than Crosby and Malkin will lead the team in points. Wow. I mean, you got a bit of a leg up. Here because they're missing some time. Off well, the Malkin I mean, a little, Crosby, yeah, not too obviously, much, but it's more focused on Sid. I think this but is Sid. This for is the first time ever, ever, one of those two guys will not lead the team in points. I'll go with. It's basically is Gensel going to lead the team in points? Well, that's what I mean. You got to see who or Latang, but keep. I can't see Latang staying healthy enough. Give me your percentages. I want to ask you who you think is the guy that last led the team that not named one of those guys. Latang. Oh, oh, Nope. Uh, Wait, what? Before the lockout. Before the oh lockout. Oh, my gosh. It was the season right before the lockout. Right before the o three o four season. Okay, I'll give you my percentage on this first. Yeah, give you, give percentages, and then you guys can okay. see if you can think about it. I am going to not overthink it. I think Sid's going to lead the team in points. So I'll give Gensel 39%. 
Uh, I like that percentage. I would say likeliest scenario is Sid leads the team, but I'll say uh, there's a 30% chance that Gensel does. Joe, who was it? It was the defenseman, so you're right, half right, Mike. Gonchar. Dick Tarnstrom. What? <laughs> what? He had 52 points in 80 games. I haven't heard of that guy. They were, they were terrible those years, weren't they? You, you want to know, know his minus? He was a minus 37. Dicky Tarnstrom. <laughs> and then Alexei Mor- Morozov was two points below him. <laughs> Jeez. I watched that hockey like... Non-stop those years. And I do not even that remember 03, the name Dick <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Good old Dickie. Big Dick Dickie Tarnstrom. Wow. Okay. Uh, consensus pick for Pittsburgh is sixth place in the Metro. Missing the playoffs. That's a bold one for us, guys. We're halfway through the division here. I think it's a good chance to let you all know about the first ever FHB Fantasy League we're running this year. Uh, it's on Fantrax, so make sure you sign up at Fantrax.com slash FHB. Um, in the process of signing up, you'll be entered to win a draw for a signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. And then once you signed up, hit the link in our bio on Twitter, Instagram, or even in the show notes on our YouTube page. Hit the links and you'll be entered into the Fantasy Hockey Bros. Fantasy League. It's going to be really fun. And the winner of it, proud to announce, thanks to our friends at Fantrax, will be a Connor McDavid jersey. So I'm pretty excited about that. So make sure you guys join. You know, setting up this pool in Fantrax has been really fun. I was thinking, like, as I was doing it, I was wondering, you know. Fun and probably complicated because there's a ton of different oh options. My gosh. Yeah, you don't know which one to pick. No, but they make it easy. It's, <laughs> they know, they do. They, no, I, they make, they it, make easy. it easy. No, I mean, comp, I mean complicated from, like, your standpoint, not the, the website standpoint. No, like, yeah, Joe, I understand what you're saying. You don't know which one to pick. Because as I'm going through it, because I've set up pools on Yahoo, I've set up pools on ESPN, I've set up box pools, whatever. But as you're going through it, like the options, you can make it, you can make things simple and they give you that option to just oh, roll over your Yahoo, your Yahoo settings, right? Very simple. But you have so many options. So like you look into them, you're like, wow, like I could do this. I could do that, right? You know that meme of the guy with all the equations going off in the head? Like (laughs) the gif, (laughs) not the meme, the gif. It's just like, like, what's going on? I want to run like three pools so I can do this, this, and this. (laughs) But no, the options are are honestly, I'll say endless because they are. But, you know, I was thinking about it like towards the end of the year, going into the playoffs. I think we've had our own struggles doing pools on Yahoo where for one collecting money is a big pain in the ass. And you know all about this. Yeah. Oh my God. Fantrax treasurer is a system that Fantrax has in place that basically collects and pays out automatically. You don't have to worry about anything. Take the money that the, the league, you know, requires 25 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever your leagues are about. And then it'll pay out guys automatically. So that, is a uh, a massive plus that, one awesome. on every these other guys. Side. These guys thought about everything. Yeah. What else do we have here? So, you know, how we run a run a playoff pool. We do it live. Fan tracks is the only of the big pool hosts that allows you to legit run a playoff pool, and you can customize it the way you want it. So, like, you know how? So for for when we do it, we have rounds of. You know, we have like first round anybody can be drafted. Second round anyone can be drafted. Draft that wasn't in the round. The first round. 
you could basically run that exact thing on FanCheck. So you can have multiple players in the same league. Sorry, same pool, like the multiple of the same player. You can do fun things like, I don't know, uh, enforcers are worth more. Like whatever you want, honestly. There's a lot of options you can do with, with playoffs. But even in your league playoffs, we have this problem in our league where you have teams that are still making moves, even they're the, even though they're in the consolation bracket. Well, you, you could restrict eliminated teams from making moves in the postseason, which is very important. It just should be like agreed upon. Like if you're out, don't <laughs> don't be stupid unless you you, have, you want to bring a youngster or a keeper on that whatever that can improve your team for next yeah, year. I know. And then this is a really cool one. When you get into the playoffs, you know, they talked about this, I think, in the NBA or the NHL, whatever, when they were looking at things to do when the bubble opened up. You could set your league so that first place picks who they want to play in the first round. That was the, That's cool. That was the, the thing that, like, even the NHL was, or people were saying the NHL should do that. Yeah. But. So you can do it in your leagues. And fan, honestly, fantasy leagues are all about trash talk and, and bragging rights and stuff. Is there anything better than being like, Joe, I want you in the first round and just, <laughs> just crushing you? It would make it even cooler for fantasy because you could actually look at the guy's team, look ahead to the week, and be and like, oh, okay, you know, he's got whoever in net. Yeah, but you can also map out too, like, oh, I've beaten this guy or I have this many goals more than he has. Like, you can map out which categories you can beat each yeah. almost and history well, based well on the yeah season but and, if, if it was me if it was me i would look at your team and be like okay uh he's joe's got freddie anderson and carolina has a tough schedule this week or like they play two or, games or two and games, they're yeah. both against washington i'm like i'm, yeah. I'm i love yeah. that you know what i mean like that's that's where i would go right away i would forget the players i would yeah, go right to the, the goalies because the goalie starts are huge and if you because well, if them. you can take most of the goalie stats in your playoff matchup, you're probably going to win the matchup. Yeah, because you should take most of the goalie stats and half the half the players, and you're good. Oh, good little strategy there. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, it's an option to you. So uh, sign up for free today at Fantrax. It's the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, or best ball leagues. Check out Fantrax. Let's move along and continue with the Metro teams. Let's go to the New York Islanders. Jordan Everly, Matt Barzell trying to catch up to this one. Gets there, pokes it, working on Ristolainen. Got through. Barzell between his legs. Oh, Matt Barzell take a bow. <laughs> Fantasy value. Honestly, They're a good team, but. This team's money. Let's go through it quickly. Top line of Anders Lee, Matthew Barzell, and Kyle Palmieri. And then Beauvillier, Nelson, and Bailey. Then the third line is relevant too. You got Parise, Pajot, and Wallstrom. And then, of course, what they'll call the best fourth line in the league Martin, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck. <laughs> On D, Pulak, and Dobson. Uh, Adam Pellick really coming into his own, getting a lot of people turning heads. He's there as well. And then, of course, not that he's really fantasy relevant, but Zidane Chara coming over. And net, the goaltender. Unreal tandem of Varley and Sorokin. Honestly, guys, I don't think there's a lot of playoff locks in the NHL. I don't know how anybody can have the Islanders out. They're just they just get it done. I was contemplating it because I do like Philly. I, I, you know, Washington's there. Our division leaders there. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. If they can regain some stuff, so I was contemplating it. But 
it's tough because they always seem to prove me wrong. They have in the last two playoffs in the season, obviously. So I, I'm, I put them in. It's just, I think they're goaltending. I think it's just going to take another step in the right direction. And I can even see Sorokin taking over that number one spot from Barley. Well, you might touch on that in the bold predictions. Yeah. Oh. I, I had the same thinking. It's I was doing my Metro standings prediction, and it's like, how, you, how can you put them out of the playoffs, right? It's just, it's just a, a trots team that's so well coached, and they've just got it done for a, a long time now. Even if you don't think the team looks great on paper, it's just you just have to trust what what they're yeah. doing there. Exactly, and and that's pretty much it. Right? And even if they don't, even if they don't put up a ton of points or whatever, they're still they're still successful, and it'll turn into a fantasy value because they do other things. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing with the Islanders. Like beyond Barzal, like I don't think anyone's hitting sixty points. Like I, you can't. That's exa- yeah. That around that mark, right? yeah, you're one hundred percent right. Nobody's getting above that. One guy though. Like depending where you get him, I do think Parise might have like a little bit of a a JVR year. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna a, be that. I'm saying like a great, return but, to relevance. Yes, like, I think he's gonna. Re- I think he's gonna return to relevance, but I don't think he'll have what he had in the past. Obviously, but I think he will be relevant. I think he's. I think he's a guy that depending where you like, he'd probably be on waivers. I don't think you're drafting him. So if you guys run into issues, and I think he's one that you can possibly pick up or even draft late in the round. Depending on how deep your pool is, just looking at this team, like I, I, I love Anders Lee. Fantasy does everything, and he's uh, top power play, like he's, guaranteed. And he's rested. And he's, he's well rested. I'm looking at this forward group. You know, you have Paul Mary, Lee, Nelson, Bailey, Parise. Like these guys, even Pajot, they've all reached their ceiling. So for me, like I'm looking at Beauvillier, Wallstrom to a lesser extent. Like these are guys that yeah. haven't hit it yet. So if I'm looking for value on any of these these forwards, I'm kind of looking at those guys. We're all waiting on Beauvillier. And every season I find like Beauvillier, he's such a playoff performer that coming into the year, people are like so high on Beauvillier for the season. He is young, but I do think his playoff success kind of elevates his value going into drafts. But yeah, I, I really don't mind Beauvillier. I can see him having a... A career year, really. Well, as so far, not like his total career. <laughs> <laughs> on D, like we're waiting on Pulak to be that guy. I think we need to stop waiting. I think Dobson is going to get those PP1 minutes. They kind of, eh, they brought him along slowly at the beginning of the last year, 16, 17 minutes. I think you might see him average about 20 minutes a night. So uh, Dobson's a good good guy to look at there. Let's go right to the bull prediction here. Varlamov had 35 starts last year. Sorokin had 21. My bold prediction is that Sorokin will start more games than Varlamov. I'll go with uh, 73. Wow. I think I think it's going to happen. I think I think I think it's I think it'll happen this year. I think he's taken over. Okay, I'll say it's a coin flip. I'll say 50%. Okay. Even though heads wins more often. <laughs> That's not true, is it? <laughs> no, not gonna be true. No, it's a fifty percent chance. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I just like heads. I mean, yeah, they, they, they have they they have a stat out there of every coin flip in the world and head heads wins most of the time. Fifty point one percent. Never know. <laughs> Next, 
we will go to the New York Rangers. Blackwell is on him, and another good play by Blackwell. Moves it with Lafreniere. He scores his first NHL goal. Alexei Lafreniere wins it in overtime. What a goal! What a moment! Exciting team, as they have been for a couple years now. Top line of Panarin, Strom, and Kako, or you can call them the second line. Uh, then you have Kreider, Zibanejad, Lafreniere. Um, then Kravtsov is on the third line. Young player. A lot of people are looking to take a step, potentially. On D, Adam Fox is your guy. Truba does everything else, as does Kale and Dre Miller. Young, very young decor. Lindgren, Fox, Miller, Truba not so young, but Lungfist, Nemeth. Very young decor. And then, of course, in that, Shosturkin and Georgiev. Guys, I love this team. I think a lot of their success will be tied to Lafreniere and Capocacco taking a step. A hundred percent. We're all waiting for it. We're all expecting it. Is it going to happen? Is both of them? Laugh. Laugh, I think, yes. I think you'll see a big jump from what he was last year. Uh, I'm not, I don't know about Kako. I'm not sold on him, but he could, again, he could prove me wrong and just be a late, a little bit of a late bloomer. I have like kind of Kratzoff pegged as maybe a, a, a deep sleeper uh, who could see. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he did a couple games ago play with the Panarin line. But again, it is preseason, so I don't know who was in that lineup. So if there are times, uh, I saw some chatter out there that he did look good with them. So if there is an injury or if there is just not the start that the Rangers want, he might go onto that top line. He is day-to-day, but I don't know how much how serious it is. I don't think it's too serious. Yeah. There, like, there's opportunity on this team for these players to break out. So they should absolutely be drafted because they they have the opportunity again to have that great season. So I'm looking at both of them take a step. I mean, I'm hoping Laugh becomes that number one pick that everybody thought he would be. Is Panarin a assuming health? Let's say 82 games, guaranteed 100 point season. Because I like I can't see how he he wouldn't. He's so freaking good, and he's the he's the guy on that team, right? Yeah. So I think it's I think yeah. It's, uh, you gotta think him and Ziba, but I think he's the guy. I think he has to. Yeah, I think you can like safely say this guy if he plays the whole season, he's putting up a hundred points. Yeah, and then uh, Fox absolutely can see him replicating what he did last year. He's that good. It's on on paper. It, I feel like it's been the same way. For, for a few years, you're just, since they drafted Kako anyway, you're like you're ready for this team to, to get it going and to, to realize their potential. This could be the yeah, year. Yeah. You know, not, but I think, Joe, I think you had them winning the division last year, if I'm not no. mistaken. Oh, last, yeah, last, last year. year, yes. <laughs> and yeah. last year, I thought it was this year. Yeah, like, I don't think, I don't think it's notch, smart to go out on a limb and no. say that this year because it's, it's kind of too bold. Like, like, show us uh, first you can do it. I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't finished in second, though. Like, after last year, like, I just, there has <laughs> so to So you dialed it back like, ever yes. so slightly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think they have to do it eventually. And last year, maybe it was a little bit premature maybe this year it's not but i think it's eventually like i like i could be wrong and the islanders finish second and the rangers are out of the playoffs the thing is they have like for me anyway they have the pieces up front on the back end and in goal where they have these guys that i feel like will be studs 
Like, Kak was a guy I still stand by, too. I've, I've watched him play games where it's like, this guy absolutely has it. And then there's other games where this guy's invisible. So it, it's just a matter of when he's going to put it together, I think. You know, same thing with Laugh. For different reasons, I think they're similar to Pittsburgh. They can finish anywhere between two and six. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. That that left side on defense could use a little work. Like Keandre Miller needs to have a good season. Yeah, I think, and needs to be a rock. He's got all the makings to do that. So I like him. Who's got the bold pick for the Rangers? My oh, there's a couple ways I want to go with this, but I'm gonna go net. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go net. I say Igor Shosturkin is a top. Five fantasy goaltender this year. Yes. <laughs> Jones loves that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm a little bit biased because I'm an owner of him, but you know, I have him finishing second, and that's going to be a big part in it. So I'm going to say 65%. Oh. That is such a biased number. There's a 65% <laughs> chance it's based, that it's, Igor Shesterkin is a top five net It's based on me fantasy. owning them, and also it's all, I'm projecting the Rangers to be second in this division. So yeah. for them to do it, I think he has to finally put the season in that will make him relevant, and that just translates to fantasy, obviously. Yeah, a little rich, but yeah. you know, it could happen. Could happen. Shusterkin's a really good goalie. I'm gonna go. You know, top five is top five is a good yeah. year. I'll go with 22 percent. But I do think, like, yeah, very. If you think highly, it could like, happen. If you think highly of the Rangers, it it's more likely to happen yeah. than not. If you don't think they're gonna do that well, it's like like it's less likely. Right, right. And with these bold predictions, I'm not saying that I think it's no. going to happen. I'm saying yeah, that no, I no. see the potential for it to happen. So my number would probably be around around Mike's, probably 25%. Mike's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah, realistically, realistically if I didn't have the Rangers where I have them, and I, I think it'll probably be around that 30 35% yeah. for me. But but for, for clipping purposes, I didn't say that last part. I, I think it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, consensus pick on the Rangers. We have a third. That's okay. I think I had them yeah. fourth. So, you know, Joe is always bringing up that average. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have the Carolina Hurricanes. Dun, dun, dun. Some magic here in the third period. A highlight real goal. And the Canes have Top line, Shvechnikov, Aho, and Nekis as right, right now, or Nechis, I should say. Uh Nita Ryder, Trocek, Teravinen, Kokaniemi, Stahl, and Fast. On D, Slavin D'Angelo, Shea and Pesci, and they also brought in Ethan Bear. Um, and then in goal. Completely new tandem of Anderson and Ranta. Let's start there. That's not like a tandem at all. Anderson is the guy there. Ranta was probably going to get injured in his first start. You know, I think we all think Carolina is going to be a really good team. So I think Freddie Anderson has a lot of value. Yeah, he has a lot to prove too. Yeah, he does. That's he does. that's 100%. Yeah, we can all agree that Carolina is, is a better defensive team than the Leafs have been when Freddie was on the team. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does on a better defensive team. If he does still can't make that 
one big save that we constantly see him over the last five years with the Leafs, if he can translate that into uh, the Carolina team. So I, I love this team. I think top to bottom, fantastic team. I'm really interested to see how Tony D'Angelo fits in. Exactly. That's, that's one like number circled. one on my yeah on, on like my what to watch for this team. And then Freddie Anderson would be the next one. And like you said, Joey's got a lot to prove. Like the only thing I can see holding Carolina back this year is if Freddie has a, a sort of an up and down year with injuries and stuff again, and Ranta is just uh, the same, an absolute band aid. <laughs> like he's he's never healthy. And this is going from like they got they had they traded Nadelkovich, yeah, and over to like this tandem. So yeah. I I might be biased when I think this the Freddie Anderson move is going to work. Because so, as you guys know, I had a very, very well. difficult decision of... <laughs> Please share with yeah. everybody. <laughs> so I had, uh, last year in the pool, I had Anderson and Campbell. So I, I basically had the Leafs uh, goalies I have for a few years. But now with this trade, I had to decide. We're only allowed to keep one goalie, Max, in our league. And I had to decide between Anderson and Campbell, which it's kept me up a few nights. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. I'm pick, I, I am choosing Freddie, which I don't know if it's the right move. I've, I, I think the brain, is. like I think the right move is to keep Freddie. It's just me too. It's just so unpredictable with him and his injuries. Yeah, I hope it works out. And then I mean, the, the, there's uncertainty on the other side as well. You you got oh, Jack Campbell, who who is another guy that's had some injury problems, injury issues, and, and on a team. And then uh, yeah, exactly. Coming into the season as probably the one A, but but Mrazek's a good goalie in his own right. So who knows there, right? Yeah, but going back to D'Angelo for two seconds, like yeah. I think that's the perfect pairing there. Like if that stands and it's Slavin and D'Angelo, like Slavin is your rock on the blue line, stay-at-home guy who still contributes, but D'Angelo can do what he can do, and when he's on his game, I think he like we saw on the range with the Rangers two years ago, he can put up points. So is he gonna get his I'm not, like is he I'm get not... his personal shit together? Yes. Yeah, that's see, the, that's I was gonna say. I'm not too concerned about D'Angelo playing games because of that. Like, I don't think the personal shit. I don't think that's gonna get in the way. I'm just worried. Like, you know, he's only done it once with the yeah. Rangers. Like, I had an unreal year. Like, is the performance gonna be there? Is he gonna be able to fill Dougie Hamilton's shoes? I'm not so sure about that. No, I don't think he's he'll fill Dougie Hamilton's shoes. But I think as long as he can provide something close to what he was two years ago, and like the personal shit, I'm not worried about because you hear we've heard on Twitter and stuff like that. Like he is a great guy in the room and stuff like that. It's just he has yeah. those moments where his temper takes over. And yeah, trust he's me, very, I know what that's he's very like. outspoken. <laughs> very outspoken. Yeah. I know what that's it's like. The, the, like the variance with him is is yeah. through the roof because it's he yeah. could go he could have a sixty point year. Like, he has that then, capability on this team in the right role. Exactly. And then, on the flip side, who knows? He might he might be barely relevant. Yeah, because he could punch out Freddie Anderson. He can be out <laughs> for two months. <laughs> uh, okay, one guy. Do you want to, we don't even need to talk about him. I just want to say it. Marty Neches is an absolute stud. And do not forget that. He is an absolute stud. My bold prediction. Marty very Oh, Ooh. I thought for sure because I want to talk about him. Kakaniemi will surpass his career high of thirty-four points. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good number. I mean, that's tough to say. I don't know, Joe. You 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 go. I, I gotta. Think I think it's one. gonna happen. Whether the number, it's uh, 
half. I think it's going to happen. It'll be over half. 34 points. It's an 82-game season. I would say 53. 53%. Yeah, 53%. Because he's playing with his countrymen there, too, if the lines stick. I think he's going to be playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, too, to prove Montreal, like, what the hell are you doing? Yes. Yeah, I I think Joe's number is good. I'm gonna just gonna go same number as Joe, fifty three. Actually, no, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go higher. Your price is right. I'll say, eh? No, I'll say yeah, fifty eight percent. I think there's a pretty good chance yeah. that happens. Honestly, I think this is. So I don't think like it's that bold. A very very good chance. I think, like you, Joe said, Kakaniemi's got a chip on his shoulder. He knows he's not worth six point one for starters. No. Two, I think the owner there has. His hands way too deep in this team. And I think because of everyone saying, oh, this is just a pity. This is just uh, uh, trying to get back at them. Move. I think that they he needs Kakaniemi to perform. Yeah. And it would not shock me, you know, if Kakaniemi's getting 11 minutes a night, if there's a little phone call down to Roddy the Bod, and he says, hey, you better get, you got to play this guy a little bit more because you're going to make me look like an idiot. Possibly, so, yeah. I think Kakaniemi is going to actually have a pretty decent season, but I think he's going to get 34, more than 34 points for sure. Consensus pick on the Hurricanes is first place in the Metro. We really, really like this team. Yep. And finally, the last team, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have saved them for the end here. <laughs> we got the Columbus, Columbus <sighs> Blue Jackets. You feel better each and every game he plays. But I think the letdown after that excitement from game number one. And he scores his first as a Blue Jacket, Patrick Laine. I did just get a notification. I should mention it because we're talking about the Metro. Like Gensel tested positive for COVID. <laughs> I don't think that's going to matter too much because we're a little bit away from the season. Yeah. So oh, uh, wow. just a note there. Like so, the, so we're not dated. Don't, it's don't in. even like want to hear that. <sighs> I don't that's think it's going to matter. Columbus. Okay, Columbus. We have uh, top line. See, there's a lot of question marks on this team. Big time. Right now, we have a top line of Line A, Cole Sillinger, and Voracek. Hmm. Uh, then Nyquist, Roslovic, Bjorkstrand. How many people just said who? Then we have <laughs> Jenner and Texier on the third line. And it's line. not I his dad. His not, it's not Sillinger, the, the, no. the senior. <laughs> yeah. On D, worth noting, Wierenski, Bokvist, and Bean. Two of the latter who have uh, just come over. Um, and then Annette, Merzlikens, and Corpusalo. And then I do want to mention that Max Domi has been skating. He was supposed to be out till December, but there's uh, apparently he's way ahead of schedule. So Domi could be back very soon. Biggest question, I think, with Columbus is what do we expect out of Patrick Laine? I don't know. This is. Because for me, no torts. Like, he doesn't have the, you know, the studs around him that he did in Winnipeg. But I think Line is gonna he's gotta bounce back. Like he's the only guy like third he's the he's the guy. Like him that? and Vorchek are the guys like on this team. It kinda just if they're gonna get anything, you have to expect him to get them. And like even like on the blue line, Warensky's the guy too. But I just I don't know if they're gonna like I don't know. I don't I don't know what to think of this team. <laughs> like yeah, no, I'm, it's, I'm not it's, you know, it, yeah, like you said, it's if tough. Voracek and Line could click, because Voracek's a playmaker, Line is a sniper, maybe it's good. I would say that I'm more. I think it's more likely Line has a 
good season than a bad one. I'll say yeah. that. I agree with that. I actually think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. This guy just has too much talent just to for it to be wasted. And as much as we don't necessarily year. like the team, they're an NHL team. They're going to get points. It's just a matter of how much. Oh, yeah. They'll win you games. know what I mean? They'll win games. They'll win games. I don't, I don't think we have them no. finishing too high. No. But they're going to score goals. And he's the guy. Right? Is he not the guy on this team? I don't think it's Cole Sillinger. No. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> He's How the about guy. Mike Sillinger? Mike, let me try and play on every NHL team Sillinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the guy. I think Lorensky. I wonder if he'll use his know, dad's jersey at any point, his old Columbus the, jersey. I think, it, if I'm, I think if I'm not mistaken, Mike played on. <laughs> Mike Sillinger played on Columbus as well. <laughs> uh, it is his dad. Number. Yeah, Cole is, uh, Mike and Cole are father son. Yeah. Oh. Didn't know that. Cool. You know, a lot of people are high on Boakfast and Bean. I'm not as much. I think, you know, Wierenski's the, the guy there. I don't think the second power play unit's going to be very efficient. So um, I'm not crazy about Boakfast or Bean. I think one guy, don't forget about, is Nyquist. He didn't play, I don't, did he play some games last year? I, anyway, he wasn't even on the radar last year because of an injury. Nyquist has the potential to get some points. So, don't completely forget about him. Could be a good late round value pick in uh, deeper leagues. Bold prediction for Columbus. And Sillinger did play for Columbus, so he could technically use his dad's Mike, That is <laughs> wow. So he can technically he played for two years. Just, just, just the jersey's gonna look a little different. <laughs> yeah. Archie right. Willett. <laughs> what year? I know. What year did he play? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> 2000 to 2001, 2000 to, to three. So two years there. It'll be look different. <laughs> It'll be swimming on him. Okay, your team leader in points this year. I'm pretty high on this guy, Jack Roslovich. Team leader in points. Hmm. Um, I am going to say, just because he hasn't done it, or he hasn't done it for long enough, been a been a solid point producer, I'll go with uh, 19%. I'm going to go 17%. I think Voracek's going to do it. There's still a chance Roslovich can do it. Line is not a big point guy, so but he'll he will be in the mix as well. Yeah, nineteen, uh, seventeen. I'd be higher than both of you there, just because they, I don't see a guy on this team that will just, you know, that's just the lock to lead the team in points. It's sort of up in the air. I think it could be one of like three or four guys. I mean, even Warensky, it, it could be <laughs> Warensky, right? Because we don't really know what to expect from Line A. That's why I just think if Rozovich is the, their number one center and he gets the top power play duties, I think there's a pretty decent chance. Yep. And uh, consensus pick for the Columbus Blue Jackets is eighth place. And uh, just further to the Gensel story that's breaking right now, apparently due to protocol, he's going to miss game one against Tampa Bay on the October 12th. No Sid, no Gino, no Gensel. And yeah. against Tampa. Welcome to the 21-22 season, Pittsburgh. Cooch starts off with a seven-point game. Yeah, I was going to say, betting purposes, if you guys want to take a prop or if you guys want to do some (laughs) betting on that one single-game bet, hammer Tampa. No, I I will not endorse that. Just you never know. All right, that's it for us. We'll be back uh, soon with our next episode, Running Down the Pacific Division. For now... As I said last time, failure to prepare is preparing to failure. So make sure 
you guys is preparing to failure. Yeah. I did it on purpose this time. Listening back was pretty funny. All right, yeah, that's it for us. Make sure you join our pool and sign up at fantracks.com slash FHB. Take care, everybody. See you guys. Bonne nuit.